Greetings with lovers everywhere and welcome back to E-Train Talks. I'm E-Train, a 12-year-old literacy and kindness advocate, podcast host, and booktuber. And today is a very, very special day because I am so excited to be talking with an incredible author. I love books that not just inform readers, but they make learning fun. And for those who don't know, I used to only read nonfiction for that main purpose. Of course, things have changed now. I have dived a lot more into fiction, and that pun was intended because I am talking about The Deep, and I am with the author of The Deep, Lindsay. So I am going to be talking with the well-known science comic nonfiction creator of The Deep wildlife of the ocean's darkest depths it's a fun educational comic style science book and i'm just so so excited to talk with you today Lindsay. thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much for having me yeah Yeah. i'm really excited to chat with you thank you so much for being here and i'm just going to take a moment to show off your fantastical book cover this is it everybody (laughs) it's phenomenal I love it so, so much. And you can just see the pun right here. You have to see it to believe it. And you know that I love books with puns in them. And it's a very appropriate pun because we are going to be diving really deep into not just the deep, but also Lindsay's writing journey. So here are just a couple of fun facts you'll discover in this great read before we get into the questions. Did you know that there are animals that are completely transparent? That some tube worms live for 1,000 years? And that the pig butt worm is also known as the flying buttocks? (laughs) That's silly, but true. What a fantastic way to celebrate science with kids, adding humor to facts. The perfect combination. And that's a brilliant, perfect segue into first question. So your newest story, The Deep, is full of interesting facts and creatures from all different depths of our oceans. Some creatures are very little known, which of course I love learning about new species, and there are also some quite famous ones, though as you go deeper into the oceans, they're not going to be as well known. So I'm curious, how did you go about researching the information that's shared in your book? Um, yeah, well, first of all, it's it, it was really important for me to like uh, give the lesser known creatures a little bit of spotlight. There's kind of a joke in the book where like, you know, the great white sharks and the stingrays, like they've had their time in the spotlight, but the deep sea weird cr- critters, they need a little more attention. So I definitely did like a ton of research for this book. I think I did a lot of the research a lot before the manuscript process even started. Um, so basically I read a lot of really cool online resources. Um, the Monterey Bay um, Research Institute has some great information. Um, Smithsonian Ocean is also a great website to check out. Um, I also like, I love nature documentaries. That's probably obvious, but um, there's a great Blue Planet episode, the David Attenborough documentary, and it's like all about deep sea creatures. And that was actually one of the documentaries I watched that really inspired me to make the book. Um, And I also read a lot of books as well. And also when I couldn't 
Um, there were like certain things that I just couldn't find the answer to online or from books. Um, like what color is vampire squid mucus? I just like couldn't figure it out. And um, so I actually emailed a scientist who specifically studied vampire squid. And I was like, is there any way you could help me out? You know, do you know what color it is? And he was super nice and was like, yeah, it's blue and has like transparent glowing little particles. And I was like, that's so cool. So all the scientists I reached out to were like super happy and excited to like share their information with me. Um, and I also, um, I'm not sure you know this, but like on YouTube, they do these live streams of like yeah. um, remotely operated submarines who they like go down into the deep and they do like a live broadcast. Okay. And I definitely learned a lot from those too. So it was definitely a variety of different sources. That's so awesome. And I've seen some live streams of aquariums, but a submarine live stream, that sounds really interesting. It's so cool. Like they go basically from the top, like all the way to the bottom. It's so cool. <laughs> I've got to check that out. Yeah. And so out of all the creatures and critters you included in the deep, which are quite a few, which one is your favorite and why? Um, yeah, so wait, I have the the spread of the book I wanted to show with my favorite critter. It's the sea pig. That's so <laughs> there are these adorable um, sea cucumbers, uh, which are a type of invertebrate, so they don't have a backbone. And they're just so cute. I think that's just like what I love about them. And they really look like little pigs just like scuttling along the seafloor. I just love them. <laughs> and now, pun intended, let's dive Yep, dive, emphasis on the dive, a bit deeper, uh, emphasis on the deeper, into the, into the story behind your story. So can you tell us why you chose, and I guess choose, to write about the ocean's life, sea life to be specific? Yeah, I was thinking about this question, and I think I've always loved the ocean. I mean, like, I love going to the beach. Who doesn't love going to the beach? But like, as, as a kid, I grew up kind of near Baltimore, and I went to the Baltimore Aquarium a lot. And I think that really sparked an interest in, in sea life and all the cool animals there. It was really inspiring. And also, I think it's because the ocean is so mysterious. There's so yeah. much we don't know about it. And I just, I love a good mystery. So I think that's part of it, too. Absolutely. And it's quite interesting, but also kind of scary that we only know of like 20% of the oceans that's always explored. So there, for all we know, there could be living zombies or who knows what, like dragons down there. So that's a bit freaky, but you know, the ocean is kind of like one gigantic mystery story that's never ending. And, you know, I love mysteries. So a never ending mystery sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. And I know a lot of people think the ocean is a little freaky, you know, people get a little scared of it. But like, I hope this book really helps people. Um, it, it, I hope it endears them to all of the critters that live in the sea. You know, they're just trying to live their lives down there. <laughs> I saw on your website that you have created and shared a few mini science comics online. So when did you start sharing these mini comics? And did they inspire your writing or drawing style of the deep at all? Or is this kind of an entirely new style that you dove into? Yes, I said, I made another dive pun. I'm not yeah. going to stop. Make as many as you want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, I always really loved 
uh, comics, like reading comics, but mm -hmm. I was always really intimidated to make them myself. I was like, oh, I could never do that. Mostly because comics just take a lot of work. It's like a lot of time to sit down and make them. So I was really intimidated. But I had some really encouraging uh, friends and professors when I was at school who really inspired me. They were like, you should just just go for it. Like, it's okay if it doesn't look good at first, you'll figure it out. And so I just I just started making comics and it really takes the pressure off. Um, when you decide to make like short comics, you start with like yeah. a few pages and then build up to like maybe 10, 20, you know. Um, and one, one of the comics I made in school really directly inspired this book. It was called Animal Oddities. And it was about like, it was just comics about weird creatures, which is obviously like, what I'm interested in and um yeah it was really cool and it really inspired me I was like oh I can just like make comics about animals which I love to talk about anyway and can share them with others and yeah it was really cool it does sound really cool and I think on the topic of comics I have another question that I didn't really put in the question so I'm putting you on the spot here Ooh, okay <laughs> So I've heard from a lot of parents that they don't necessarily want their kids reading graphic novels, despite the fact that kids learn so much from them. And there are even graphic novels like yours and comics that are directly like made to be learning materials. So what is your opinion on that? And how can we kind of maybe change minds and open them as well? Yeah, I mean, I feel really strongly about this as like a comic person. Um, but yeah, I feel like reading is reading first of all like you're still reading but also comics I feel like uses a different part of your brain because you're kind of interpreting the images as well as the words and I think it really like helps kids process things visually and with the words so I think it's a really like interesting mix and I think it shouldn't be it shouldn't be discounted as just like oh they're just you know comics and we want kids to read novels so I really hope uh, it seems like more people are accepting comics and thinking they're they're really a great learning tool. I read that you interned at the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History in the entomology department. That's not something you hear about every day, though I can certainly see you in that position because you seem like the perfect kind of person for that. So would you share with everyone, first of all, what exactly entomology is and talk a bit about your time in the Smithsonian? What did you enjoy most about your time there? And did you learn any information that stuck with you? Um, yeah, so I guess like, first of all, entomology is just the study of insects. Um, so it's very broad. I mean, there's so many different insects out there. Um, but my internship in that department was specifically scientific illustration. Uh, so what I did, it was really fun. Um, it was, um, I was observing a small type of beetle, they're called flea beetles, and they're like extremely teeny, teeny, tiny, and I put that under a microscope to, to observe it and look at it, and then I drew it um, in Photoshop in, in the computer oh, cool. and made it like super realistic, and um, I believe it was supposed to be published in like a journal all about flea beetles, um, and scientific illustration is really important to like researchers. Um, photography is important too, but scientific illustration specifically, it can get like really detailed and, you know, scientists need all that detail and like, you know, the joints of the legs and things like that. So it was an amazing experience. Um, 
And it was just really cool to be surrounded by people that were equally nerdy about science stuff. That was really the highlight. I could just talk to people about like weird bugs and fun <laughs> stuff like that. And it was like, ah, oh, these are my people. This is great. Um, and I think like, um, I guess the highlights was just like being behind the scenes at a museum. I mean, all of like the cabinets filled with specimens. We took like tours around the different departments and saw all the behind the scenes stuff. And I think the highlight was we were at like a facility where they keep different specimens. And there was a huge specimen of the coelacanth, which is one of the fish in the book. And it's a really special fish that people thought was extinct for like forever. And then they found it again. And there was this specimen in the museum. And it's like, you could, I mean, people were, could touch it. They were like, you want to touch it? I was like, yeah, I'll touch it. <laughs> So it was just an incredible experience. I'm curious. I was actually able to go to the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History because um, I went. I went to Washington D.C. a few years ago. What's so I saw some of the really interesting exhibits. But what's your favorite? Oh yeah, that's really hard. Um, I think. I mean, I love the Ocean Hall, obviously, um, but also the Mammal Hall is really cool. And they recently renovated the the dinosaur hall as well. So it might be a three-way tie between those halls. <laughs> so you worked in, of course, you, you just said you worked in the entomology department. Um, but so do you ever see yourself possibly making a sort of, not necessarily spinoff, but companion to the deep with talking about um, weird creatures or quirky ones on Earth? I mean of course these are on earth but like land I guess yeah so actually excitingly I'm working on the the next book right now so oh, I guess really? it's going to be kind of a series but the new book um is going to be about cave creatures and I'm actually like literally you know before we were talking I was working on oh, wow <laughs> that looks awesome thanks it's all about yeah cave creatures and hopefully it's going to be called the dark I hope so Having had the chance to, well, we t of course, you have that book coming out too, The Dark, hopefully called The Dark. So having had the chance to be the mastermind behind both the writing and illustrating of The Deep, I'm sure everyone would like to know if you have any plans for any more books in the future. And if so, can you share any tidbits or sneak peeks or maybe dive a bit more into cave creatures and what exactly we can expect from that story specifically? Yeah, so that's gonna be, um, I guess a bit of a different structure. So uh, the deep was like based on the zones of the sea. Um, so it was kind of interesting to think about like, oh, what should the structure of like a cave book be like? And so as I was researching for that, I kind of learned about there's like different, um, different types of cave creatures and there's different names based on like how much time they spend in a cave. Um, like uh, troglobites uh, spend their entire lives in the cave and they never leave the cave. Um, troglophiles um, can exist like in and out of the cave, um, but they spend a lot of time in the cave. And then troglozines um, just, you know, they visit the cave. They're just there for like a little vacation. So that that's kind of the organizational structure of the dark. Um, and I'm also, um, I, I brought it with me here. Um, I have my little things here. So this is an advanced reader copy of this book called Sick, The Twists Ooh. and Turns 
behind Animal Germs. And this is by um, Heather L. Montgomery. So I did not write this, I just illustrated it. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's coming out in 2024. I don't know exactly when, but it's all about animal viruses and immune systems. And this was just like so up my alley and you know, right. it's really funny too. So I hope everyone likes it. The Deep is filled with such bold and colorful illustrations and a lot of fun and interesting species that you mentioned as well. So I did not consider myself a talented artist at all, but I'm always curious to learn from those who are. So will you share the story behind your art? And by your art, I mean, I guess all of it, not just in the deep. So have you always enjoyed drawing? And at what age did you begin? Um, yeah, I guess um, I've always liked drawing. I can't really pin down an exact um, age or anything. It's just been, I've just always done it. I think um, like a lot of other artists, they started when they were young and they just like didn't stop. Um, so yeah, I just never stopped. But um, I started to take it a bit more seriously in high school when I kind of realized like, oh, I could actually, you know, like make a career out of doing this. And I really put all of my energy into like, art because originally I really wanted to be a zoologist when I was a little kid I was like yes I'm gonna you know learn everything about animals and yeah my my career path kind of pivoted into art but I'm really glad I found a way to like merge my interests in science and art because um yeah I feel really strongly that like art and science don't have to be so separate you know right. um but yeah, I've always really enjoyed drawing animals specifically. I can draw people, it's fine, but I just love drawing creatures, monsters, and also animals a lot. That was just like all I ever drew. So like, I haven't really changed very much since I was a kid. I'm just like the same person. My next question for you is, in one interview I found online, you mentioned that you feel really strongly about using comics as a way to communicate complicated scientific ideas. And this really caught my attention. So I think having science concepts shared through comics and graphic novels is an amazing way to teach kids. So this may have been something you've thought about, or maybe it's just an idea that is just now popping into your mind. So have you ever thought of creating textbooks for school? Because I bet there'd be a lot of science lovers and even non-science lovers, kids especially, who would love it if you did. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. That hasn't really occurred to me. I wonder if I could reach out some textbook companies and be like, hey, do you want some comics? I think yeah. kids would really like them. <laughs> hey, McGraw-Hill, you know, I have these really, really cool books. And there's this guy named E-Train who's a kid and he loves them a lot. So mm -hmm. and you should think about it. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. And yeah, I'm really into uh, science comics in general. I feel like uh, comics are a really natural way to break down like complicated ideas into like panels and, you know, different artistic solutions. And yeah, and like I said before, like humor is like mm -hmm. such a good tool for learning. And I feel like comics are just such a natural medium for that too. So my final question of the interview for you is a question I've asked every person I've ever interviewed. If you could be or meet any literary character, fictional or real, who would it be and why? And just for you, a bit of a twist on the question. So you could answer that, or you could answer, if you could be or meet any animal, 
who would it be and why? Any, whether a land creature or a deep sea creature. Okay, I can I answer both of the questions? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so for the for the first question, I brought some examples as well. Um, so yeah, one of them is like the Moomin characters. I'm not oh, sure if you're yeah. familiar. <laughs> they're very popular in Europe, and I think they're getting more popular here. But I would love to just hang out with the Moomin trolls and you know have some tea. It would be awesome. And I also, I'm a big Beatrix Potter fan. Yeah. So would love to hang out with M Mr. Jeremy Fisher here. Just have a nice uh, afternoon on, <laughs> on the river. Um, and then the second question was animal I'd like to meet, right? Um, I really love these creatures called velvet worms. Um, they're not really worms. They're this ancient lineage of creature and they they look kind of like caterpillars they have so many legs and they're also really rare so it would be amazing to see one of them it seems like they're it's very hard to to see them um and they're just awesome they shoot um they have like glue cannons on the sides of their face and they like shoot out the glue to like snatch their prey it's going to be in the next book so look out That's for exciting. that but thank you for talking with me today Lindsay. it has been such an incredible interview and your answers were so thoughtful and insightful just thank you so much for joining me on e-train talks today yeah thank you so much for having me this was so much fun well it's been a lot of fun for me as well and i'm so glad that you're creating science books that appeal to all kinds of kids and adults Helping to foster love of science and reading, of course, is such an amazing way to give back to the world. And also shining a light on creatures, both popular and maybe nobody has heard of them in their entire lives. It's so important and really interesting as well. So I'm so grateful for everything you're doing to get kids excited about learning. And thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope you'll find a copy and of course read it. Read a copy of Lindsay's new book, The Deep, Wildlife at the Ocean's Darkest Depths, 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 Depths. <laughs>